Yo, welcome back to the Fantasy Fixers Podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wolf, and I'm here to fix your team. This is the bi week apocalypse. You have the Bills, Cowboys, Chargers, Jags, Vikings, Steelers, all on a bye week. So this might be a rough week. That's why you have to hit the waiver wire because it's the most important thing when it comes to trying to win the fantasy football championship. Uh, let's get straight to the injuries because we have a lot to unpackage. You know how I get down. I try to get it done in 30 minutes. So you can listen to this podcast on your commute to work, home from work, going to pick up lunch, dinner, fixing baby bottles, pooping, 30 minutes tops. Who wants to sit around and listen to a podcast for an hour and a half and you listen to the analysts talk about what they ate for dinner and how the dog ate their kids' lunch or kids' lunch, kids' homework? That's not what I do. No filter, straight to it. Let's go. All right, first up is Christian McCaffrey of the Carolina Panthers. He was placed on IR. So at a minimum, he'll miss an additional two games, if not more. Uh, This is what you want if you're a CMC owner and you're surviving. If you're 0-5 or 1-4, you might not be able to wait two more weeks. So if the right deal comes along, and it's not a bad idea to trade him in a two-for-one deal because you can't take another loss at this point. But you have to pay the attention to the rest of your league makes because if you're one in five and a sixth place sixth place guy is or gal is two and four or three and three, then you're only one or two games behind the last playoff spot. So you don't have to hit the panic button if that's the case. But if they're four and two in the sixth spot, you got to make some moves to try to shake your season back. Um, Baker Mayfield has a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder, in which he aggra- aggravated more Sunday. I don't think he's a good QB, uh, but he sure will fight to the end. But they have a three-day turnaround to play the Broncos on the Thursday night football game. And to go along with the Browns, with the Browns, Kareem Hunt left the game with a non-contact hamstring injury in which he was in tears. So you, you best believe he's going to be out for some time. He'll be headed to the IR, without a doubt. He'll miss more than three games. Um, it was hard for him to put weight on it, so he's going to be out. Uh, Nick Chubb, he was out last week, missed practice all last week. I'll be surprised if he plays Thursday. Uh, Antonio Gibson has a stress fracture in the shin. Not sure the severity. He was going in and out of the game. Um, he was trying to fight through it. Um, but I've hit my shin on the side of the bed, and, and I felt like I was falling into a coma or another dimension. So I can only imagine trying to play through it when you probably get kicked near your shin. Every single player is a running back. I can't see them playing him this week in a, a meaningless season at this point. Uh, go get J.D. McKissick. All right, Kadarius Tony started off the game. Three catches, 36 yards. And I was like, oh, he's about to have a monster game this week. And he re-aggravated his ankle injury and didn't return. You can drop him at this point. Uh, Mike Williams, he didn't log a practice all week, but he was active for the game. So you had no choice but to start him off the strength of how he's played every single week. But this is what happens, or this has been what happened to Plague his entire career. He only played 20 of the 58 snaps Sunday, and it seemed like he re-aggravated his knee injury and returned back in the game. So monitor closely, but this is who Mike Williams is. All right, that's going to wrap up the most important injuries of the week because they are... As much part of the game as first downs at this point. Um, Your body just isn't designed to run full speed into brick walls unless you're Derrick Henry. Um, (laughs) That that has to be one scary sight 
when you're a DB and he passes by your linebacker and you're there to make the tackle. Just fake an injury if that happens, because if not... All right, the first game is the Jags defeating the Dolphins 23-20. to uh, It's nothing like watching an NFL game at 8.30 in the morning. The Jags had to leave America to win a game. How crazy is that? This caps their 20-game losing streak. Feed James Robinson, please, Urban Meyer, if you're out there listening. Uh, he went 17 for 73 in the touchdown. Played on 56 of the 65 snaps. Uh, he had 17 carries to Carlos Hyde zero, as it should be. Uh, Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault are the only guys you can trust in this receiving core. Jones had 10 targets. Chenault had nine. Even though he had a couple bad drops, he still went six for 54. I think he's going to be a solid uh, flex play all season. Uh, the Dolphins, Waddle had 10 receptions, 70 yards, and two touchdowns. I, I don't even know if I can say buy low because he just scored 30 points. But you, you want to get him as long as Tua is at the helm. Um, Gasecki. He had a great game as well. Led the team in yards with 115 on eight grabs. Uh, I would like to see how this the targets are dispersed when Devontae Parker comes back after the bye, of course. Um, that's actually a, a good reason why you can buy Leon Waddle as well, considering they're on the bye. Um, I'm uncertain to think of Tool's return, uh, his performance. Uh, 30, 329 yards, two touchdowns. But it was against the Jags. But it seems like he was a solid streamer, and he possibly could be throughout the year. All right, the Ravens beat up on the Chargers 34-6. Uh, beforehand, I thought this was going to be the best game of the week. I was wrong. Uh, the Chargers got beat down like Maggie Fitzgerald and Million Dollar Baby. This was the old Baltimore's Ravens defense where they, they bring 17 people up to the line of scrimmage and let the QB figure out who's rushing in. Herbert was confused. I can't say anything good about the Chargers offense in this game, but to roll with them next week, especially if Mike Williams can get in a couple limited practices because he didn't practice any last week. He just showed up for the game. You don't want him to be a decoy, but you still have to start these guys every week. Uh, On to Baltimore, where the human cheat code went 19 for 27, one TD and two picks. He didn't didn't need a historic game because they beat up on the Chargers from the word go. Uh, watching these running backs all score TDs was like watching the Expendables movie. Like, why are all these 78-year-old men still in the crime fighting? Lev Bell, uh, Latavius Murphy, and Devontae Freeman all came away to rushing TD. If you're still holding on to Tyson Williams, please let him go to the waiver wire. It is, it is done. When these three backs uh, leave this backfield and you don't get a snap, it's over. Uh, Mark Andrews led the team in catches and yards, 5 for 68 and a touchdown. Um, I wonder if Marquise Brown production will decrease with uh, the first-round running running back, the first-round pick coming back into the fold, which is Rashad Bateman. Uh, that, and he's coming off of IR. Uh, he did have four targets or four catches. It wasn't much, but that's still going to dip into Marquise Brown's uh, production. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, I said it. No, I didn't want to say it because this is one very annoying fan base. It's like listening to Lou Holtz as he predicts Notre Dame to win the championship every year. I wish someone would say, hey, Lou, Notre Dame lost their last championship was before Vietnam. Chill. The Cowboys defeated the Pats in an epic duel, 35 to 29. Looking back on it, this was the game of the week. I can't say uh, the primetime games have just been remarkable. 
a CD lamb or TD lamb, whichever one you want to pronounce, ended the game with a walk-off TD in overtime. Uh, Dak threw for 445 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, you hear this every year where Cowboys fans uh, tell you they're, they're getting the championship tattoo, and you have to remind them the last championship they were part of was on VHS. Chill. But I will say this is certainly the, the best Cowboys team of recent memory. Um, they have great balance between the run and the pass game, and will be difficult for any team to beat. Uh, Lamb went 9 for 149 and 2. Dalton Schultz has been a sneaky TE play every week, uh, where he came away with 5 for 79. Amari Cooper went 5 for 55, and Zeke went 17 for 69. Uh, Mac Jones has played a lot better than what than I expected this early anyway. I figured it would be a good match with him and Belichick, but it's panning out to be uh, a lot better than anticipated. Uh, he went 15 for 21, two touchdowns, and he had a chance to win the game. And even after that big pick six, he came right back and struck for a 75-yard touchdown to put them in play to win the game. Uh, was a little worried about Damian Harris after the rib slash chest injury, but he still eclipsed 100 yards after 18 carries. All right, the Packers defeated the Bears 24-14. I own you. I still own you. As Rogers stated, somebody actually changed Rogers' bio on Wikipedia to show that he's the Bears' owner, and his forty-three-year-old forty-three-year-old son name is Matt Nagy. The internet is undefeated. Rogers didn't have a huge game because they they ran the ball so effectively. Uh, Aaron Jones five point eight a carry. AJ Dillon five point four carry. Uh, Jones went thirteen for seventy-six on the ground, four for thirty-four in a touch. Adams went four for 89 and was a shoestring away from adding another 30 yards in the touchdown to that. Nobody else can be trusted on this team. You can drop uh, Robert Tunyon like a TD pass to Ted Ginn. Uh, Justin Fields went 16 for 27 for 174, one touchdown, one pick. Not sure what you do here with their QB situation. Do you bring back Dalton or do you roll with Fields and just get pummeled every week? Volume is king. Khalil Herbert, he was a starter. The starting running back for this game, 19 carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Damian Williams should be back in the fold if he clears COVID protocol next week. Allen Robinson has been a QB proof for a very long time. You can't trade him. You can't play him. You have to sit on sit him on your bench and hope that Dalton comes back. That's all you can hope for at this point. So thus far in the season, the Cardinals are the only undefeated team remaining. Uh, they beat the Browns 37 to 14. Uh, no no head coach, no problem. You need 40 points to beat the cards. It's just too many weapons. Uh, Colin Murray went 20 for 30, 229 yards, and four touchdowns. A.J. Green, 5 for 79 and 1. Hopkins, 3 for 55 and 2. Christian Kirk went 5 for 75 and 1. Uh, monitor the situation of the backfield if you're Chase Edmonds' owner. It looked a little scary in this last game. They were splitting carries pretty much down the middle for the um, previously in the season. But Connor came away with 16 carries to Edmonds four this week. Are they transitioning to Edmonds being relegated to third down work? Uh, yet to be seen, but pay attention to the snap count this week. All right, Baker Mayfield is fighting through a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder. Uh, Mayfield is just flat out bad. Uh, he's Josh Rosen with commercials. He went 19 for 28, 234 yards and two touchdowns and an interception. 
Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones led the team in receiving four grabs for 101 and two touchdowns. Pump your brakes before you make him the number one priority on your waiver list. Uh, 57 of those 101 yards came from a Hail Mary catch slash TD. With Mayfield uh, or the backup, because we don't know his uh, status for Thursday, uh, I don't want to trust any of these pass catchers. Uh, watch for any updates that you see on Nick Chubb, because that will determine if you need to get the Ernest Johnson. Okay, this is very pivotal. This is week seven, and if you haven't done so yet, you have to target the last place guy or the second to last place guy because I assure you they are desperate. But this is the last chance to make a mega trade because if they lose this week and they go 0-7 or 1-6, then they'll just chalk it up as a lost season and won't make any trades. Now is the time to get their best player in a a two-for-one deal. Like I said in the tips and tricks video, there's an art to this trade. Don't send them a trade. Would you accept a trade that was delivered? Well, would you accept a card that was delivered to you without you finding out the car payments or color or amenities? Same can be said for fantasy trades. What you do is ask them, would you take two players for Najee Harris? If you have surefire starters on your team, you put them on your bench. And guys who are questionable starters, you want them in your starting lineup. So when that person looks at your team, he thinks those guys just might be starters for you. You want them perceived as starters even if they are not. If the last place guy or gal sees this message that you send them about the two players, they're going to ask what two players. Then you proceed to ask them, what players have to be in the trade? Let them pick the player, then you negotiate on the second player. But if you have a winning record, you have the leverage. So they need the trade more than you. So if it doesn't work for you, roll with what you have. All right, let's get into why you're actually here, which is the waiver wire. Um, This is a very subjective list this week because it pretty much depends on your actual needs of your team. Uh, the number one waiver wire pick, especially if you are the Antonio Gibson owner, is J.D. McKissick. Uh, Gibson was in and out of the game, uh, which allowed McKissick to shine, especially in a negative game script. Negative game script. Uh, he posted 110 yards and 16 touches. Uh, their next opponent is the Packers. So I expect them to be in comeback mode in this game as well. Garbage time counts as well. Uh, number two waiver wire pick for running backs is Ernest Johnson, especially if you're the Nick Chubb owner and in the pinch because of the bi-week apocalypse. Uh, the Browns face the Broncos tomorrow on Thursday Night Football. Uh, I don't like it. Because I think the de- I think the Broncos defense is solid, and we don't know what to expect out of Johnson. But if he's a starting running back, you almost have to plug and play. Uh, the number one wide receiver to pick up is Christian Kirk. I know. I apologize if I made you cut him after his one week of performance. I was upset. He killed me in a tough matchup, and I let him go because of it. Other than the one-point game, he's been solid throughout this year. He's 45% owned. I think he can be trusted in this Cardinals offense because everybody gets involved. All right, the number two wide receiver to pick up is Tim Patrick. How many times do I have to say his name before you pick him up? Is it because of his name? Okay, his name is Roller Coaster Jones. He's 35% owned at plays for the Denver Broncos, has scored double digits in five of the six games. Go get him. The number one tight end to own is Ricky Seals-Jones for the Washington football team. He's a wide receiver converted to tight end. He played every snap last week. 
ran 37 routes. To put that into perspective, Terry McLaurin ran 38 routes. So he's on the field. He's looking for passes every single down. Uh, He's 30% on. Last week he came up with four receptions, 58 yards, and a touchdown. He is one to go get if you have Dawson Knox because he's on a bye week and you might be in a pinch. All right, this is the second part of the waiver wire list. This is the not-so-sexy, go pick these guys up after the waivers are claimed and go through. Uh, Rashad Penny, if Alex Collins' injury is substantial, you want to go get him because he's probably going to be plunged in as the starter for this team. Uh, T.Y. Houston, yeah, Houston. He owns the Texans like Rodgers owns the Bears. But this comes down to his injury. Uh, if it's substantial, because Paris Campbell will miss some time as well because he went down with injury. The next up is Jamison Crowder. I know it feels gross. He's a Jets player. He's, he's a player for the Jets. Uh, but if he gets six catches, 60 yards, that's all you can ask for out of a flex. So that concludes my not-so-sexy list. If you made it this far, I want to thank you for being a part of the Fantasy Fixers podcast. This is another one down. This was a lot of fun. I enjoy what I, I love what I do. I absolutely love it. I hope this helps your team. I'm Winston Wolf. I'm the fixer. Here to fix your team. If you're not following the Facebook page, the Fantasy Fixers, do so now. In which we DM. It's, it's, it's basically a counseling section. Section. A counseling session for anybody who has a fantasy football team. Let's go.